Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. What if it was possible for you to read letters dating back 200 years? It might give you a whole new perspective on our history. Well, that's what local author Ted Long has done. He has researched such letters, and there is a lot more drama in all these letters than you might expect. For example, the Toledo police chief's warning that pretty boy Floyd was still on the loose. The book is titled The Toledo Papers, published by the University of Toledo Press and available at bookstores next month. Ted Long is my guest for this episode. He has written several books around Toledo history and even developed the Unholy Toledo Tour that you can self-navigate on the Internet. Before we talked about the Toledo Papers, I asked Ted what triggered his fascination for the history of the greater Toledo area. You know, I wish I knew. I um, Growing up as a kid, I was always interested in history. My mom was a uh, also into history, and as I got older, we should share history books, uh, nonfiction books. And um, I think more than anything else, Toledo just has so much character. You know, as the I started to read, pick up local history books about Toledo, I was just fascinated by the military history that took he- place here, um, the industrial history, the labor history, political history. It's got a little bit of everything. Um, and, you know, I grew up in Mansfield, and but I've been here 35 years. And um, I kind of consider it my fully adopted home. And so the more I learned about it, the more fascinated I became with the, the, the local history. But you don't consider yourself a historian. Rather, I think I've heard you refer to yourself as a storyteller. Yes, I, you know, that's important to me. I mean, I know a number of true historians who went on to get a PhD and, you know, did did the work that's required to be considered a historian. Um, and so rather than, you know, kind of insult what they've done, I, I really look at myself more as a storyteller. Yes, I love to do the research um, and I do the research myself. I kind of might consider myself a curator, too, in some sense, because oftentimes, like with a, a lot of history, you're using material that somebody else actually developed. Um, and you're just kind of curating it for uh, the storytelling or presentation or whatever it might be that you're doing. But somebody else did a lot of the legwork. Uh, and you're just kind of piecing it together. So this new book that you have really does piece together a lot of information, a lot of personal stories about Toledo. Yeah, it does. Um and it really came about through some friendships that I've developed over the years. I, I was on the board of the Toledo History Museum uh, a handful of years ago and met uh, Mark Snyder and through Mark, a couple other people who are just incredibly talented collectors. And I say talented because they find all this stuff. And I I've, I don't know how they find it and, and buy it at such a great you know bargain price, but Mark's collection is phenomenal. Uh, Pete Schmidt, also a good friend, is a big collector. And the more I looked at what they were collecting, I was really interested in the uh, private letters. Um, Mark, for example, collects a lot of letterhead. And I think the letterhead's cool, very artistic, you know, um, a lot of history. But then what I get into is what's, you know, what's on the letter? You know, it might even just be a bill of sale. 
and what's the backstory? And so I just decided to take the the letters, the ephemera, and just one by one dig in and find out the backstory. Now we have these letters that were written by people who were actually living the Toledo story. Can I ask you to give us a peek without giving away the entire book, but give us a peek into what some of these stories tell us? Yeah, I I love to talk about it. It's you know, it was a passion for almost a year of, of you know, spending a lot of time on the internet and a lot of time down at Main Library. The the first letter was one of the ones that I I find most interesting. It was written in June 25th of 1805 from Fort Industry. So this is before there's a Toledo, before there's a Port Lawrence or Vistula. Um and it's basically written by uh, a, a gentleman from Connecticut to another person in Connecticut. And it, you know, allowed me to take a really uh, deep dive into the whole story of the Western Reserve and the Firelands, because these people were at the at Fort Industry for the signing of the Treaty of Fort Industry, which opened up the Firelands, you know, Erie, Huron County, that area uh, for settlement. And, um, you know, I got into this just wild story about the speculation that was going on, the money that was made, the money that was lost, um, all from this brief letter in which um, the letter writer is basically saying, you know, we got here and we're excited about what's going to happen next. You must have uh, been enthralled by so many of these stories. Yeah, and and you, I have bits and pieces of some of the stories in my head from previous, you know, research and and frankly, um, you know, lectures I've attended or stories I've heard. Um, and then when you see, you know, the physical items uh, that really drive it all, and then you you know do the research. It was for me. I, I say I'm a history storyteller. I also touch. I'm a history geek. So you know, I was just. I was um, I was where I want to be, just, you know, soaking it all in. I'm going to put you in the corner here. What have you learned about Toledo today from all the research you've done about Toledo yesterday? You know, the one thing I will say, and this is not a knock on Toledo at all, but I, I just one thing I've always kind of wondered is why Toledo didn't really step beyond um, where it's at. And I think, you know, we had a chance when you go back, look at it historically, you know, we were in a good position to be the Chicago of the Midwest uh, in terms of um, grain and um, ship, shipping on the Great Lakes. Um, I think things moved too fast and, and kind of um, passed us by. And then we tried to really focus on the industrial side. But the one thing that's always been there in my back of my mind, and there's a chapter in the book about this, is just how politics and people get in the way of Toledo becoming something bigger and better. Um, it, I mean, I see it today in certain ways where you think there's going to be some progress and then somehow some some politician or somebody gets involved and it's, it gets twisted around. And oftentimes it just gets left in the wind and people walk away because it it becomes uh, kind of a uh, monstrosity compared to what it originally was supposed to be. Um, does that make sense to you? You lived here. How, how do, what are your thoughts? 
You know, it it really does. A couple of thoughts, uh, Ted. Toledo, politically, you would say, is very liberal in politics. But when it comes to actually investing in Toledo, we're very conservative. And and I'm thinking about the downtown mall, the downtown walking mall. Yeah. Tried. On Adams. Got rid of. Yeah. Uh. And yet other towns the size of Toledo have very successful walking areas downtown that actually bring people here uh, or to their downtowns. Yeah. In fact, I think our our people will tell you that our walking mall was the model for the success of several others. Yeah. I have a chapter in the book about um, the greatest event that never happened in Toledo. And, uh, that was basically a world's fair that was going to happen here in um, 1904. And it was going to be the Ohio Centennial Celebration. And then it became bigger than that. It became the Northwest um, you know, Ordinance um, Anniversary Celebration. And they were going to spend millions of dollars. They started dredging the area around Bayview Park. Maps were drawn. Buildings were blueprinted. Um, and then the greed came in and it just, the whole thing blew up in Toledo's face and the state of Ohio said, sorry. And they ended up spending 10 grand and had a very quiet event in Chillicothe. I never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. The, um, I'm a big fan of John Gunkel, the founder of the newsboys and what eventually became the boys and girls club. And, you know, I've done a lot of different things with him, his story, and uh, I, I stumbled onto this, um, there's actually a uh, old st- streetcar map that showed what the venue was going to look like. And it had all the buildings laid out. One of the buildings was a giant bass with its mouth open. And the people would walk into the mouth and into this giant bass where they would have a fisheries exhibit for the Great Lakes. And I come to find out it was designed by John Gunkel, who was a big fisherman. Um, all that's covered in the book. And I've got those pictures in the book as well. They're, they're actually, some of them are pretty hilarious where they went. They just, they went over the top and, uh, you can just see how people, you know, the, the old cartoons or the dollar signs are in their eyes, you know, (laughs) and uh, they ended up, they basically, they talked the federal government into putting up uh, a million dollars and the state of Ohio, I think got up to about a half million and the people in the city of Toledo went back down to Columbus and said, look, you either give us a million bucks or we're, we're not going to do this. And the state of Ohio said, I guess you're done. A lot of people who have grown up here who are native Toledoans don't really uh, think a lot of Toledo, but we really have a lot to offer, not just today, but in, in our heritage. Oh, absolutely. And I, I've said this before, when we moved here, we were pretty disappointed, actually. The more local people we talked to about, you know, we're excited. We just moved here from Chicago. What does Toledo have to offer? Um, there's nothing to do. You should have stayed in Chicago. There's, you know, and the people who actually told us more about what to, what was happening were transplants like us. And they're like, oh, you're going to love it here. Particularly people who knew what Chicago was like. They're like, hey, you can get anywhere in 20 minutes. They got a great symphony, great opera, good restaurants, you know, 
all the things you need that you'd have in a big city. Plus you got, you know, a great place to raise a family. Yeah, I do believe so. And as you, uh, as you know, I spent uh, over 30 years working in the social service system within Lucas County. And I think one of the things that we don't talk about when we market Toledo is how strong the community is in the way of social services, whether it's developmental disabilities or mental health or children's services. We do add to that quality of life, and, and it's a story often not told. Oh, I totally agree. In fact, you know, we were just talking before we started here that I did a um, a tour of uh, Woodlawn a week ago on, uh, we called it Wine, Women, and Song, and we covered the lives of four women um, who are um, interned at, at Woodlawn, and one of whom was um, a C-Corps who actually was one of the founders of the Toledo Day School. And there's a, there's a great story people don't know that uh, talks about that social aspect. Um, that's, I guess, the oldest daycare facility in Ohio and the sixth oldest in the United States. And it was founded originally in a bar on Adams Street. And it was a group of people who said, you know, these immigrant children, it's not fair that their parents are, you know, having to go to work and leave them at home. And so they started this this operation where the kids got a bath, uh, a, a, you know, a meal, and then the parents could come back after they worked their shift and pay the nickel, uh, you know, to uh, cover the cost. And that started in Toledo. Um, you know, think about, you know, the people who stood up to make that happen. I think it's a great story. Before we run out of time, I have to ask you how people can get in touch with you or find out about your uh books your blog your uh tours that that you give talks sure well the best place is um uh, holytoledohistory.com and that's where you'll find all, all the information and if you're interested in the new book which is called the toledo papers that's published by university of toledo press It'll be coming out in november um best way to get on the list for that is just hit the subscribe button on the page fill out your email address, and then I'll notify everybody uh, as soon as the book is available. We just um, uh, opened up a couple of new tours. We just did a, a two-part walking tour series of Bowling Green, downtown Bowling Green. Those are fun. And I'm just finishing uh, the warehouse district, uh, which will be added to the two other architectural downtown architectural tours. And then my biggest, I guess, um, assignment that I have right now is I'm working on finishing up a tour of the Fallen Timbers battlefield. Local storyteller Ted Long. The new book is called The Toledo Papers and will be in bookstores next month. I'm really looking forward to getting this book out and, and go on the circuit and talk to people about it. Ted's website is HolyToledoHistory.com. I'm London Mitchell inviting you to send me some email through my webpage londonmitchell.news and please join us next week staying in contact